franchising is the most misunderstood and most overlooked form of entrepreneurship. We're here to educate you and help you find the entrepreneur within. Franchising is not all about the French fries. We find that individuals who are exploring business ownership tend to have a lot of misperceptions and misunderstandings about the franchise industry. So what we want to do is help prospective business owners make confident and educated decisions before moving forward or not moving forward with a business. Welcome to Unpredicted Entrepreneur. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of Unpredicted Entrepreneur. I am Sarah Wasco with FranNet of Dallas-Fort Worth in Oklahoma, and this is my colleague Roxanne Rapsky. And our podcast is designed just to provide education and information regarding franchise ownership and just business ownership in general. And today I am thrilled to welcome our guest, Brittany and Matt McCleary. They are the new owners of an Assisting Hands franchise down in the South Fort Worth area, uh, Mansfield Burleson. You can tell us a little bit more about your market. And we um, are thrilled to just hear their insight about making this change into entrepreneurship from their previous employment. So Matt and Brittany, welcome so much. We are thrilled to have you today. Thank you so much for having us. We're excited. Good. Well, I'm excited for you. So I really uh, thought it would be great to have them on today because they are really representative of a lot of what Roxanne and I are seeing in our new clients um, these days. We talk about this a lot, but previously when she and I both started in this industry many years ago, the majority of our clients were outplaced corporate executives. And we certainly still work with those individuals, but we're finding that our clients are starting to get the entrepreneur bug at an earlier age and really kind of um, exploring taking that leap. And Matt and Brittany were not, quote unquote, corporate executives. They actually have both been teaching. So, guys, just share a little bit about your background for our listeners today. Well, I was the first one to start teaching. I started 14 years ago uh, in a very small town. And uh, really wasn't intending to be a teacher, but it was better than what I was doing at that time. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where it got started. And then teaching business classes always kind of put the bug in me that I wanted to own a business. And, uh, I mean, I did go to school for it as well um, so in six years. But what grade, what level were you teaching? High school. High school. I mean, I worked with junior high as well, but the classroom setting was ninth through 12th grade. So you taught business classes in high school? Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. They didn't have those when I was in high school. Um, I think we had a few. Did you? But yeah, but not nothing like now, wow. which that kind of instills what we were saying about people going into entrepreneurship mm-hmm. at a much earlier age. We talk about this all the time, how that was not taught to us. We were taught, get the corporate, corporate job. job, stay there to retire, you know, get the gold watch. So you mentioned starting teaching 14 years ago, mm-hmm. Matt, but you were in a corporate job. You were in a sales job right. prior to that. And you have a graduate degree as well. Is that yes, correct? That's you have correct. An, an MBA? Uh, not an MBA, MS in marketing. MS in so, marketing. Mm-hmm. Okay, wonderful. So you've experienced both corporate America and education. Yep. So Brittany, tell us a little bit about your background. I have an undergrad in business, 
uh, in finance. And then um, as I was getting out of school, I taught, I was at, worked in the College of Education at Dallas Baptist University and just felt like I was really being called to be a teacher. So then I went back to school and got a master's degree in teaching and have been teaching first grade for 11 years wow. with a degree in finance. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, like Matt said, he had the bug to get started in business. Um, wasn't quite my idea at the beginning, but we did. We felt like God was calling us to start um, a business and then we got the ball rolling with that. So you contacted, uh, well, you were working with the Small Business Development Center. So let's talk a little bit about that because Matt already shared that he taught business classes, and we have a, a strong partnership with the mm -hmm. Small Business Development Center. So share with us a little bit about your journey and your um, interaction with them and kind of how you came to the Small Business Development Center. Matt was the one that got us started in that. Right. So I reached, reached out to Cynthia Harness over mm -hmm. in Fort Worth, and um, I had reached out to the organization before. We have a friend, a very good family friend that worked for them and then since retired from the SBDC. But, um, yeah, Cynthia, Cynthia was great, uh, got us going in the right direction and has really just been checking up on us mm -hmm. as well as, as you have to uh, just make sure that we're forging the right path. And but they she's were the done ones great. that had recommended FranNet because we yeah. wouldn't have really thought about a franchise. But as she went through, she told us that there's more security and went through all the right. statistics as far as starting a business when you start a franchise because you have so much support. And so then we re reached out to FranNet. So when you got to the Small Business Development Center, you knew you wanted to start a business, but you really weren't sure what you wanted exactly. to do, right? So we, you were trying to figure that out. Right. So we were looking into franchises, like the entire industry, just a survey of the industry. And then from there, we whittled it down to what we felt like would best suit our needs. Because at the end of the day, as, as much as the, the financial portion would be nice, it was, we still want to give back. We still want to feel like we're a part of the community, being an integral part of helping people that are around us. And um, so, yeah, that's why we ultimately ended up with senior care. But and yes. That's, well, that's where Sarah came in, the, helping right. you go through that process. Right, right. But yes, literally when we started, we said, we want to open a business. We don't know what it is, but we want to do something. Right. <laughs> well, that happens a lot. Yes. There's a lot yeah. of people that know they want to open a business, but they don't know what that business mm -hmm. would be or how to get started. And so... Um, they don't necessarily think that a franchise is feasible for them because many people have misperceptions about the investment range or the types of franchises that are out there. So that's why we hope to provide that education so that people do understand what resources are out there. You guys were initially looking at education-related franchises and had looked at some on your own, right? Because that was your background. Correct. Correct. I mean, and when you think about a franchise, my mind goes to restaurants. And we were like, <laughs> we don't want to own a restaurant. We have family that's in no. that. And we're like, mm, not, not for us, but our eyes were open to how many opportunities there are. And so now I drive and I'm like, Ooh, that's a franchise. That's a franchise because yeah. people, you don't know. Yeah. We had no idea how many options we had. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what were some of your motivations behind wanting to own a business? Why? I know Matt, you said you were teaching it, yep. um, but what was it that prompted you to really take this step to pursue it for yourself? For me, selfishly, I looked at my friends, my fellow peers, people that I'd worked with for years and 
they put in their 30, 35 years and, and they're happy to do it. And I, I enjoy, I, I enjoyed teaching, but I thought, you know, I've been doing this 14 years. I've got at least 20 to <laughs> 20 plus, And I thought, do I want to do that? Not really. Um, I could, I could have, and I enjoyed my job, but, but ultimately it was just in 20 years, I was going to be in the exact same boat as what I was in. We were comfortable. I mean, uh, you know, where I came from, they paid very well, uh, surprisingly for a teacher. But, um, but that being said, it's just not, we wanted more time with our family, although that's probably not going to be realistic for quite a while, but, uh, all of those things kind of culminated into why it was important for me to look at doing something else. You had shared with me that really in the teaching profession, if you are going to advance, that goes into administration. Yep. And neither one of you had a desire to be in the principal or assistant principal role, right. correct? Right. Matt has always been business-minded. I mean, even from when we were first married, he'd have like gumball machines put places where he could get extra cash. That's just, he is minded that way. Um, and so, Funny. but I kept going just with the security. No, we mm -hmm. have great jobs. You, they always need a teacher. But when COVID happened, it really changed the way that education functions. And so I looked at him and said, okay, let's do it. We didn't know what that process was going to look like. And so we just, we just went for it. And yep. Because it's true. We were going to be, we looked back and we go, we we're going to be teachers in 20 years and retiring. And there's nothing wrong with that. My mom retired from being a teacher but we just wanted something to be able to leave to our kids to someday hopefully have the flexibility financially and yeah. time-wise um, rather than being in a classroom. And how yeah. old are they? How old are all your kids? We have two girls that are 10 and 5. 10 and 5. So they'll remember this and they'll remember watching you leave your jobs and start a business. And um, yeah. You'd be surprised what an impact that has because I have clients now. I just have a client that bought a business who's um, she's from another country and her father, she remembers him selling everything and starting a business selling mm -hmm. flowers. And she was amazed at how much money or, or, or how much of people's income they would give to just buy these, these beautiful roses that he was providing. And she, wa she watched him do that from a very young age. She's in her 40s now and she just bought a business, but she's had that entrepreneur. She's remembered that her whole life. Yeah. And that's what we want for our uh, our girls. I know it sounds silly, but our 10-year-old now wants business clothes and she'll they'll play business um when they so she did it yesterday. She did it yesterday. So. They they see that and I said, Matt, look at them. Like, how cool is that that we're leaving those for our girls that you can do this. Right. I yeah. love that so much. You made a big decision and made a big change and they watched you have that confidence and security to do it. So they know that they can too. Another thing that you um, had shared with me was just now they're going to go to a different school that's going to be near your office. And so and teaching, you don't really have flexibility during the day for the kids. So you can have that flexibility now. You can drive them to school and y'all drop them off at school and you guys go to the office. And if they need something during the day as a business owner, you can take care of that. 
that was a huge motivation for me as a mom because being a teacher, it's sorry, I can't volunteer in your classroom. Sorry, I can't I can't do the party stuff because you're you have your own classroom to run. So now we get to go um, drop them off at school together. They're right by our office and just be more involved. I'm looking forward to being part of their classroom rather than just being at school with them. And I think that's part of that time commitment, you know, mm-hmm. again, was what I was talking about earlier was having a business will allow us that flexibility to attend things that we we hadn't been before. I was having to take days off of work just to go watch uh, you know, uh, um, whatever, uh, a play or something like this that. This will the be the first day of school that you ever get to drop a kid off. Wow. Yep. I didn't wow. think about that. Yep. Wow. Has never dropped a kid off at school. She'll for be the in first the fifth grade. And, well, and we have a kindergartner. And a kindergartner next so that year, will be so. a big deal. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. To be able to take your kindergartner to the first day of school yep. um, mm-hmm. will be a, a big blessing. So um, you, I love this um, concept of you guys doing this together because you really have strong skill sets in very different areas. So you already kind of shared with us a little bit about your background, but Matt, you had a sales position before you started teaching. Mm -hmm. So you're going to focus on the business development side while Brittany is going to focus on the um, administrative kind of operations side. So just share with us a little bit about some of that. Um, I know you had, we had talked a little bit about how the value of each of you uh, in and the business time. and so what, what you don't like to do and kind of what Brittany's been doing. No, and what, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, we were talking about it beforehand. I'm, I'm a, I think I'm a pretty strong starter <laughs> with things, but a terrible finisher. Um, you know, giving you the phone call, talking to Cynthia, getting the ball rolling was easy. I enjoyed that. The hard part is the state paperwork and what needs to be done and the checklist, and that's her. And thank goodness, because if I were to have tried this on my own, which was our original plan, I was like, I can't imagine, except if we do it in the summertime and you can help me get it started, and then if you want to go back to teaching, and then ended up not working out like that. But I couldn't imagine having to do this all on my own because I don't have the skill sets to do the paperwork side. Like once I get to that, it's like I just hit a brick wall. Let's be honest. He didn't touch the state paperwork I don't touch side the state of it. <laughs> I can relate to that. Yeah, I can done, relate to that too. Know? Roxanne and I struggle with the same thing when it comes to administrative tasks. We just don't enjoy that and it gets no, put off. But then you have somebody good at it like Brittany yep. and normally the state licensing takes 90 days and, um, and when us- we talk about state licensing, I think I said it, but they're in a senior care, assisting hands, senior care franchise. Yep. So there's a lot of licensing that's required before getting open. So share, us, share with us your success story about that. Yeah, so it's amazing. They said we are the fastest they've ever seen it go through. Um, so it took us 14 days. We submitted the state paperwork. Wow. So we got up and running way faster than anybody expected. So we're very excited um, about that opportunity. But yeah, we joke around that I can run a great office, but if I didn't have Matt, I wouldn't have any customers. Yeah. So I got to keep him around. <laughs> no, it's true though. I mean, two very different, but strong skill sets. And actually you guys picked a business that really needs both of those roles. So if right. you weren't as a couple filling both of those roles, you'd have to hire for one of those roles. Cause there's definitely a full-time business development side of your business and then there's a full-time operations side of your business so it's cool that you guys can do that together and that you've got those opposing skill sets where you're really strong at 
And it's nice too, because you can stay in your lane that way too, yep. which can be a problem when you're working with family, when you're not staying in your lane. And so that's really good. And you can trust her to do her part and she can trust you to do your part and yep. you don't need to check up on each other. That's right. Well, we've been married 16 years, so I've, I've learned the two most important words is yes, ma'am. So Smart man. I thought it was going to be your right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those, are, those, are, those are really important. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I can keep going with that. Yeah, uh, We'll stop there. <laughs> Fair but, enough. But you mentioned that y'all were considering potentially Matt starting and Brittany teaching for another yep. year to kind of keep some income yep. coming in. But then you recognize what we just talked about and the cost benefit of you both yeah. being involved. So, um, absolutely. Kind of if we weren't doing it together, we would yeah. have to be hiring out. And right now, mm -hmm. like we can, we think we'll be about a year in before we need, hopefully if, are big enough to need somebody else, but we both have each other to get it going where some other franchisees don't necessarily yeah. have that. Yeah. And make no mistake about it. I mean, it's, it's definitely scary. I mean, we, we've warmed up a lot to it especially as we've been diving more and more into what the business is going to look like and having to write that, articulate that out. But uh, there's no, no mistake about it. It's, it's, it's a scary endeavor, but I definitely feel like it's the right one. I don't, don't regret it. Even if it didn't work out, I wouldn't look back and go, oh man, I, we really made a mistake. It's, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. So It's been calculated. It's it a calculated been. risk. Absolutely. And everything is yeah. a risk. And you guys really planned well. 17 page business plan. So. Wow. <laughs> well, talking about planning well, before getting to the business plan part, weren't there some steps that you took prior to all this? Yes. Yeah, so it took us almost a year to go through this whole process from when we decided, okay, we're going to make this decision. We knew that we needed to be financially set. Um, we wanted there to be a ton of research into what industry, where we needed to go. Um, I know I had said I got him on a strict budget because we knew that we were going to go several months without income, that we needed to be prepared in advance for that. So you put the household on a very strict budget. Oh, yes. Yes. There was no spending. He was real sad about that part. Yeah. I um, like to do projects <laughs> at the house and those all went away. So, But you knew what you wanted. Yep. And you set that goal and put that plan together. And it was a short-term inconvenience to some extent to be watching your pennies and maybe not be able to do some of those home projects and all. But on the timeline thing, I specifically remember this too. We initially connected in November. And I remember Matt asking me, so... Um, we plan to not go back to school. Is this the right timing to start doing this due diligence to have a decision um, in order to know in May if we're going to sign our contract again? And it absolutely took that amount of time. It probably, you guys had pretty much made your decision about your brand in March, but then there were some other things that kind of slowed things down before you could actually decide which territory you were going to choose. But um as far as due diligence, a lot of people ask me, how long will it take? And we usually tell them an average of three to six months. Yeah. Um, yep. And you're That's a spot on. perfect example yep. of that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that we did, though. We came in and we had no idea other than we wanted to own a business or a franchise. And so I feel like 
because we took our time and did all the research and we know, okay, what industry we're getting in, if it's going, if, if it's going to be profitable, I mean, to an extent of what we can do, it gives us more security as we go through the process. Yeah. Because originally I wanted to open like our own business on our own and, and, and not have that overhead right off the bat, those, those sunk cost. Um, but going the franchise route, I'm really glad we did because we've got so many resources, not only the people within the organization, but getting through the paperwork. I mean, looking at the state paperwork, we were both like, I don't even know what that's asking. So the state doesn't make it as easy as one would think. I know that might be (laughs) surprising with the state, the way they word things is not very easy to, to work through on your own. Yeah. And I wanted to do this, but definitely I felt like as, as, as hard of a pill as it was for me to swallow, the franchise was the right route to go just because we really didn't know what we wanted to open. I was throwing out all kinds of ideas. Well, we're good at this and we can do that. And you have skills in this, but the franchise avenue really kept us on the straight and narrow and, you know, gave us timeframes of when to get things done. And it's helped us be a lot more honest with where we're at. Well, and I think you'll continue to learn more about that as you go through this, mm-hmm. because there's so much, there's so much more to come that you know as you as you go through this process of of getting going and your first year, there's a lot of learning for yeah, sure. Absolutely, and it's nice to have someone holding your hand and guiding you, mm-hmm. um, it, even if it's the other franchisees, right? Not necessarily just the franchisor, but you've got other people that have done this, have been there, done that. You can that you can reach out to and, and lean on, right. Yes, we've said we would be so lost if we weren't in a franchise. I think we probably would have given up if we had not gone the franchise Mm -hmm. route. So how did you end up choosing the franchise that you chose? Just tell us a little bit about what it was that was appealing or attractive to you. You looked at several other opportunities. I know that you um, had a strong interest in senior care. You knew other people from that industry that had had success and, and you have a strong desire to help people. So um, I'd, I'd like to just hear a little bit of your feedback about the culture fit with assisting hands. So I have a aunt that they own a franchise that's in um, budget blinds and they, we always kind of saw ourselves, Matt saw us driving in our van, just the two of us um, hanging up blinds, <laughs> doing that. Like that's what his picture of us was. We go in, we do the job and we, we get out. Um, and it just didn't work out. And so then we met up with Sarah with FranNet and like we went through the whole survey. I think that was super eye-opening to see um, like the evaluation of what we think is important. And we took you take it separately and you have no idea. You learn a lot about yourself going through that whole process. And so we had looked at all the different education. I mean, there's so many. That's why I tell people like you have no idea how many different franchises there are. Yeah, There's almost 4,000. It's just amazing to me how many there are and like there's several different options. And so as we went through the process, though, we still we felt very convicted that we wanted to help people. We wanted to build relationships. And when you're going in and doing one service for somebody, you're not building a relationship. Then you're coming out and one you're done. done. One and done. Need blinds again. And, um, other, and yeah. so that's what that's what interested us in this in the senior care industry is we could help people. We could make a connection. We love people, um, and so we could build a longer lasting relationship with them. Yeah. Well, and, and you get to help families at a difficult. That's not. That's a hard time of life. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. We both experienced it with different family members that yeah. we've had over the years. But you know, for this the service that you've given to us through FranNet has been huge because. 
like you said, we're, we're so different with our skill sets in the office. I mean, bringing the lifeblood of the business, of the sales, but then her being able to do all of the, the back-end work is, is, is huge. But what was interesting to me was when we completed your survey of ourselves, which it took a minute to do, but I thought, like you said, I thought I knew myself pretty well. And then I had no idea how important security was to not only me, I, I knew it would be to her, but it certainly was to me. And that surprised me. So it was really interesting to see her results and my results. A lot, a lot of those overlapped each other. There really wasn't, you know, there wasn't a lot of conflicting details between the two of us, which is interesting because we both went into this, you know, it was very easy for us to choose a business because we didn't conflict. And that was, that was interesting too, even though we have different skill sets. Are they both belongers? They're both belongers. Yes. And so on that note, that is part of our profiling system and belongers um, tend to want safety and security. And so we looked at a brand that had been around a long time very family focused and also have um, what's called a regional developer located in the market. And so that person is responsible for the success of the franchisees and they are compensated with a percentage of a royalty. So it doesn't cost the franchisees anymore. The investment, the royalty is the same. It's just a percentage of it goes to that area developer. So it's in their best interest that the franchisees in their market are successful. And so um, that's been a good fit for you as well, having somebody locally with a vested interest in your success. And I think that's what set assisting hands apart from the rest of just even the senior care industry is that we felt more security because we had somebody in our area that knows the DFW area and then they have they're profiting off of us doing well. Right. I mean, so to be honest, they, I mean, that's what they're incentivized. They yes. want, and um, I think they're genuinely good people anyways, but they, um, that gave us that extra layer of security. And then when you go in and you meet the, um, I mean, we are a little biased because we love the franchise, but they, they're just good, helpful people that want the best for you. Yeah, throughout, throughout the organization. I mean, from the top down, it's been really incredible. Well, and we talk about that a lot because, you you know, because you sat down with Sarah. She helped you build a business model, which is part of the, pro- the process. And you could go look at your business model on what was important to you. And you could have checked all the boxes, right? But when you got to corporate to meet corporate, if it wasn't a cultural fit, it would have been a completely different experience for you. And we wouldn't right. be ha- we would probably be having a different conversation about a different concept mm-hmm. than we're having right now because that cultural fit is is so important as the ultimate piece of this pie all fitting together so it is because there's to your point Brittany. there's lots of senior care companies out there you guys had looked at some on your own um and some people kind of get too laser focused on things like maybe just all about the numbers or um some key ingredient you know how much money can i make and you made a comment um matt previously about what was it about the emotional side and yeah, the, to the financial side? The emotional, well, it was. I was thinking about it from the the job perspective, but yeah, the emotional outweigh the economic considerations. But you know, I was a little bit annoyed with you, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's here's the reason. Here's that. the reason why. So I I like to do all my research. I mean, we. Well, I told you I, I have projects at home, so I'll go and find the exact product that's going to fill the need that I'm going to do at the house. Well, uh-huh. So I take that same 
mindset when I go to find the companies that we're going to consider for senior care. Uh-huh. So I'd done all this research. And I'm glad I did it because I got to see a survey of, of what the landscape looks like. And we had talked to those companies. We had talked mm-hmm. to the CEOs some, in some instances. We had certainly talked to the, the franchisees in their areas. They were all great people across the board, some better than others, but, but they were all genuine people. But, you know, I get down to, we were pretty sure we were between two different companies and really leaning heavily on this one. And then you were like, well, hold on a second. I've got this company here. And I was like, oh, it's kind of annoying. I don't want to have to look <laughs> at another company. Yeah. And then I just kind of like real briefly looked over and was like, well, it actually sounds pretty good. And to your point of having the area rep uh, in, you know, being right there, having access to them, knowing the market was huge and nobody else was doing it. So it's like, Mm-hmm. Man, that totally blew my world. All that work I'd put in, which I'm glad I did. <laughs> you had something to compare, right? You compare. might not have recognized the value Absolutely. of that if and we you hadn't seen the it. alternative. And we'd have never known it had you have not told us about it because I hadn't even heard of them. Again, because right. there's 4,000 different companies out there. Not all of them are in senior care, but yeah, thank you for that. I, I said that jokingly. <laughs> no, I know you did. Me. I'm sure a lot of people are annoyed with me. Honestly. Well, but you know, it was a good annoyance. We warned them up front that mm-hmm. we're not your cheerleader, we're your coach, yeah. and we're probably going to say things you don't like because our goal is to really play devil's advocate and to challenge yeah. you, and that's what that's what you did. So mm-hmm. I'm sure people get annoyed with us all the time, but that's okay. That's our, that's what well, yeah, that's what we need. Exactly. I mean, our role is to help you make the right decision, yep. and hopefully, we'll be friends along the way. But uh, won't annoy I think you too so. much. <laughs> I think so. Well, guys, you have been so insightful. Thank you so much for um, joining us today. If somebody wants to hear more about your business and your services, how can they find you? Yes, we are Assisting Hands Burleson Mansfield, and we just we help seniors stay at home longer. And that Very can good. include invalid, anybody that needs to stay at home and needs that Expecting extra. Expecting mothers. Right. Yes. Awesome. Right. And we'll have a Facebook page. So I don't know if you have a. We a will put all of that up on yep. the screen um, for Perfect. people to um, yeah. follow and like on your social media. And they can find you um, on Google, I assume, by doing that search. So that's wonderful. By the time we air, they will be open and ready for business. Thank you both for joining us and giving us all of your insights and experiences today. We appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. For those of you listening, thank you for tuning in. You can find Sarah and I on LinkedIn, Sarah Wasco, W-A-S-K-O-W, and I'm Roxanne Rapsky, R-A-P-S-K-E. You can also find us on frannet.com and visit our YouTube channel if you like. Brandnet of Dallas, Fort Worth, and Oklahoma. And finally, if you would like to listen in to more podcasts, you can find Unpredicted Entrepreneur anywhere you get your podcasts. Thank you. Thank you.